Kia ora whanau, and welcome to our KiwiSaver video, frequently asked questions and some great tips that I have for you. This is actually one of my favourite topics because this is where the magic can happen. As you gathered from the last video, KiwiSaver process can be quite convoluted and complicated because of the plethora of documents that are required and I think in a way that's the way the government makes things a little bit difficult so that they can limit how much free money they give away. But the reward at the end of the day is that it is some free money. It's probably the greatest return on investment that you can have. If you were to put your money into the bank, you'd get 3% per year for a savings account. But if you put your money into KiwiSaver for three years minimum, you get something around $500 a year added into your account. On top of that, you get $3,000 as a grant if you can get through that application process. Here's my first amazing tip that has been the secret and key to so many of our whānau being able to buy houses successfully regardless of their level of income. And that is called collaborative purchase and KiwiSaver withdrawal. I always speak about this, um, uh, this story of my, my own and my whānau where me and my dad bought a house together. You don't have to be a husband and wife to buy a house together. You can use more than one KiwiSaver for the purchase of one property. The trick is you just all have to live in the property and prove that you've been living in the property for a minimum of 12 months. So just to cover that tip again, you can use more than one Vano members or more than one person's KiwiSaver to buy one property. We have a client who used three KiwiSavers. They used a mum, a dad, and an adult child's KiwiSaver. They only had somewhere between, you know, ten to fifteen thousand dollars each, but they were able to combine those KiwiSaver amounts. On top of that, they were each able to get three thousand dollar grants. So that's another nine thousand dollars onto their deposit. So that's how you're able to get your twenty percent deposit. That sounds impossible these days, but that's how we've been doing it. The power of Fano collective buying. This tip I'm about to give you is maybe not so exciting and inspirational as that last one, but it is essential. You must give at least four weeks in between your unconditional date on your contract and settlement date. In technical terms, it's called minimum of 20 working days. So working days is five, 20 is four weeks. But you should word it in your contract as settlement date is to be 20 days after unconditional date on the contract. Just remember that tip. Replay this, write that down when you're talking to your lawyer. A good lawyer who's experienced in KiwiSaver withdrawal will make sure that you have that on there. But who might not put that on there are the agents. The agents are looking, because they work for the vendor, they're looking for an urgent and fast uh, contract sale. So they want, they don't get their commission or all of their commission until the final payment. And that's called settlement date. So if I just recap that. You have the date that you sign the contract, that's called contract date. You have the date of going unconditional, which is normally anywhere between 10 and 15 days after you first sign the contract. Unconditional date is when the bank finally says, yes, you have finance approval. 
If they say, yes, you have finance approval by that date, 20 working days after is the minimum amount of time you have to be able to put settlement date. You can't settle or take ownership of the house before that. That is a rule that is put in place by KiwiSaver and Housing New Zealand. So if you don't do that, they will decline your application for not only KiwiSaver, but also Housing New Zealand grant. And that could cost you the wholesale. Whānau, so while I've been talking about some minimum timeframes, there are some maximums you need to keep in mind as well. There are maximum income levels. So once you earn over a certain amount, you are allowed to withdraw your KiwiSaver, but you won't necessarily be able to get the Housing New Zealand Homestart Grant. There are some maximums for the amount of money you can spend on a house as well. So those vary depending on the area, Auckland, Christchurch, Hamilton, Rotorua. So you need to look those up. And the best way to do that is to go to Housing New Zealand um, government website or the KiwiSaver website. This means that over a certain value, you won't be able to get your home start grant. For example, if you build a house, you can get double those minimum amounts. So three years, you get $3,000. Four years, you get $4,000. In five years, you get $5,000 for your home start grant. But if you build or construct a new house, you get $6,000, $8,000, or $10,000 respectively. Why do they do this? Governments essentially like to encourage people to sp spend more in the construction industry and build houses. It helps increase the number of new houses in, in the country, and it also provides jobs. So they try to encourage it. However, for example, in Rotorua, $450,000 is the cap. That means if you're going to buy a property and then build a whare on it, that's going to be limited to $450,000 where you'll be able to get your $10,000 per KiwiSaver applicant towards your deposit. After $450,000, you won't get that Home Start grant. But you, as I understand it, are still able to withdraw your KiwiSaver. Another commonly asked question, and it's exciting, is whether you can withdraw KiwiSaver to use it to build on Māori land. And the answer to that is yes, you can. So in 2014 or 2015, there was a law change, and the wording of the law was changed to allow people to withdraw KiwiSaver in order to use it on not only freehold land or cross-lease land, but also leasehold and Māori land. So that's great news. You can now withdraw KiwiSaver to spend it on a home that is on Māori land. So the next most commonly asked question is relating to first home ownership. So the question I get is, if you've owned a home before, can I use my KiwiSaver and withdraw it? Or, if I currently own a property already, can I use my KiwiSaver and withdraw it? Or, if I've got my name on Māori land as a trustee, can I withdraw my KiwiSaver as a first home buyer? All of these are essentially asking, if I've already owned a property or own a property, can I use my KiwiSaver? And the answer is no. No, but, in regards to the first one, if you've owned a property first, before, there are second chance rules. This means that say if you've had a separation or a divorce and you have 
no longer have any of the assets from that, that relationship and you're starting again, yes, you can withdraw your KiwiSaver. The next part is if you currently own a property, can you use your KiwiSaver to buy or withdraw it? The answer is no. That's a flat no. The intention of it is to buy your first home. The third is if you are a trustee and own the property as a trustee on Māori land, for example, or whānau property, the answer is no, but you are able to explain to them case by case the scenario. So that is where a good lawyer will allow you to write a letter or a more substantial application that you will send in with your application for withdrawal. There is another scenario I'd like to discuss, and that is, can you give it or sign it over to your children if you already own your own home? Unfortunately, no. That's about all the tips I want to share. Those are the most frequently asked questions. What we're going to do is then that uh, in the rest of your tutorials, whether you arrive in class in Rotorua or we have a wānanga or we have a kōrero online, you can ask any more case-by-case -case questions that you may have. Otherwise, a really great place to start is the Housing New Zealand website. They have many great tips, booklets and publications on there for all your information. Kia ora.